this podcast, I want to spend some time today focusing on some of the key elements that you require to get your blog up and running in 10 days or less. Starting a blog is a lot like eating an elephant. I know, I know. I'm vegetarian too. But not literally, of course. It reminds me of a saying, a popular saying that one of my managers used to say all the time. How do you eat an elephant? And the answer, in small bite-sized chunks. So in this particular podcast, we're going to break up that elephant into small bite-sized chunks. Because I know as a busy woman, you probably have so many things to do when the day comes. But what if we take that big elephant of starting a blog and break it up into 10 different days? And if in particular you um, skip a day, that's fine. It doesn't have to be 10 consecutive days, but you break it down into 10 days and you could even do it in less than 10 days because some of the days are very easy and you might actually have completed one of the days um, already, like for example, having a domain name um, or blog name. And so that that day would be easy for you. So we're going to spend um, some time just slaying your goals and the goal at the end of it <laughs> or the objective at the end of this particular podcast is you'll have a much better idea as to how you can ac- accomplish um, the huge unsurmountable or insurmountable, it looks to you, insurmountable task of um, starting a blog really, really seamlessly because I'm going to cover all the tech elements um, jump over all the barriers, show you how to uh, slay your dragons, etc. Um, so by the end of it, you'll be more confident to approach this particular task. Everyone gets into blogging for many different reasons. Um, so you're going to take the time right now to um, write down in your head if you don't have a pen and paper to hand. What are those reasons that you want to start a blog? Because it's really important that you have that written down in front of you. Um, Because blogging, starting is might be easy, but continuing might be a totally different story. Okay, so let's look first and foremost at one of day one, which is mindset. Um. And if you have all of your whys written down, why you want to start a blog written down, then mindset would be much easier for you to accomplish because um, some of the reasons obviously you would have written down would be like you, you want to change the world, you want to communicate a specific message, you want to make it your career, um, you want to earn some passive income, you want something to do in your spare time. Blogging takes a certain amount of level of commitment Um and obviously in the end you'll reap the rewards of blogging the journey well the journey of starting a blog might be 10 days but the journey of continuing to write that blog can be five to ten years unless you have an exit strategy where you may want to sell the blog after a certain time period once it builds up a little bit of authority um, in your particular niche it's not a hundred meter dash Um, You can more consider it like a marathon that lasts a lifetime. 
I myself am guilty because I started many blogs in the past and didn't continue because I just realized, hang on, I really don't like the subject or this niche a lot as I thought I did. So having the right mindset when it comes to blogging is so very important. Adding, like the reason why people start blogs normally is because you want to add value to people's lives. So what sort of value would be adding to your audience who will be listening to you? It's all about building lasting relationships. And when you think about it, all of the long, long-term relationships that you have in your life, you didn't build this very strong bond uh, in 10 days. Okay, maybe there's the other one. But the, most, the vast majority of your really good friends are friends that you've known for life. And you can count on them and they can count on you. So it's the same with blogging. You're building these lasting relationships over time. It's like gaining new, new best friends. One approach to the whole exercise of, of um, blogging is having that obviously right mindset that, okay, I am going to build long-term friendships. Um, and once I have that uh, mindset in mind, it sort of it fixed in my head. I know, okay, I'm now ready to do this blogging because it's not a hundred meter dash, it's a marathon. The next key element then is finding your purpose because, you know, you can head off in one direction realizing that actually I'm not accomplishing my purpose by writing this blog or this particular niche or whatever it is. Say for example, you were destined, I'm trying to think of a really good example now, you were destined to become a coach and coaches do blog as well. Or um, a mentor or something else. I know probably every particular niche will have a blog. Um, but the main thing is that you stay true to your purpose. And if it doesn't, if it, whatever you're blogging about doesn't match your purpose, then you're not going to enjoy it. It's going to become a royal pain. It's going to be a hassle. It's going to be unpleasant. It has to be aligned specifically with your purpose. And I've included a link, um, in the actual blog or show notes as to where you can get a finer form to discover your purpose if you still don't know what your purpose is in this life. So the second element is finding your passion. I know there's a difference between purpose and passion. Purpose is what you're here to do and passion is how you apply that purpose. So you could be the purpose of being a coach, but you can what you decide to coach about. So you can coach about many different things. You can be a football coach, hockey coach, um, you can just be a mentor in terms of motivational coach. Um, so your passion together with your purpose gives you um, what you're going to be focusing on. How do you find your passion? Oh, that's really simple. Um, so in day two, what you would need to do once you've find your, found your purpose, um, you would take the time, sit down and have um, three different lists written out. Um, the first list, you write down all of the skills. So skills is um, the stuff that you learned in school, all sort of informal and informal education. You write down that list of things that you're really good at in terms of skills. Your talent is the stuff that you're born with that nobody really taught you. It's stuff that you, um, and it could be like, for example, I am really good at 
observing. I learn by observing, and that's that's my talent. Show me something, and I'll I'll do it. Show me how to do something, and I'll do it. Teach a man to fish. Teach me to fish, and you know I'm good to go. Some people would need much more help, like uh, an, like an actual formal education setting to do it. Whereas I don't necessarily need for everything. Most things I can just observe, and boom, I'm I'm good to go. Um, so your list, first list is your skills. Your second list is your list of things that you're talented at. For example, my uh, my daughter is really good at uh, art, and she taught herself to draw by observing and stuff like that. But did, she did get some formal education along the way. But she was born with almost with a pencil in her hand. Ever since she had pen and paper, pencil and paper, and she's been drawing ever since. Kind of the age of one, I think, always drawing. Um, so that's her talent, and she just added a bit of guidance from a mentor on top of that, and she's very, very good at it. So just think about what your talent is, and then you have your hobby, the stuff that you do in your spare time. So you could be that your talent actually is the stuff that you do in your spare time, but write down a list because you'll see some correlations from between, among those three different lists of items, and you would have about three between three and five different things on your short list when you finally find a correlation between all i mean among all of them so your skills plus your talent plus your hobby is your passion and when i say stuff that you're doing in spare time it doesn't have to be stuff that you hate doing um it could be stuff stuff that you would you do when you're relaxed so when you have time off or you go on holiday or spare time what is the stuff that you enjoy doing when you're relaxed? Ah, I really hope that uh, makes sense. Uh, if not, and you need some additional help with it, I have uh, created a course called uh, Start a Blog in... Uh, maybe I should call it a challenge. Start a Blog in 10 Day Challenge. In 10 Days. Start a Blog on a Budget in 10 Days Challenge. Um, but you can have a look at that course. So profitable niche is day three. So after you found your purpose, you found your passion, the day three we gonna f um you're gonna spend some time finding a profitable niche. Um it's not going to be as straightforward, um, but the whole idea is that you're gonna spend some time um thinking of the stuff that you, you believe is your uh, passion and what you combine with your purpose. So your purpose could be reaching out to people either via coaching or mentoring or teaching or um, maybe not interacting with them at all, but producing content or um, videos or, you know, whatever it is, the, the sort of medium you can decide to use. So with a profitable niche, um, so I have four different examples. First example could be um, something like animal training. So um, say you want to do something like pet training or pet grooming. Now, the, word, the, the whole phrase pet training or pet grooming is just too broad. Or even dog training is still too broad. You want to niche down quite a lot and say, okay, I want to specifically specialize in Siberian Husky training. And that would be your niche. And what you do, you, you go off to the several different sites like Amazon or you look for a Siberian Husky forum or um, 
wherever your audience is hanging out just to see what questions they're asking. Um, one of the a good places to search would be Quora. So Q-U-O-R-A. It's like a Ask Jeeves or a place where people ask questions and get answers. Um, so that's one example, the Siberian Husky. The next one would be like water, watercolor art. So for example, you're really good at watercolor painting or any kind of creative things like that. And you want to find out, well, what specifically uh, your, is your audience looking for that you can offer them as, as, as a product or service. Um, so you would go again, like besides like Amazon, you go to places that do courses like udemy.com and see what courses are being offered or you look for the watercolor art forum where people are uh, they're asking questions about watercolor art and what you're looking for is on these particular forums is that they've got a lot they're currently active they've got a lot of members say 10,000 plus members and that you currently have a lot of members online so over 500 members online at, at any one point in time it gives you an indication as to how active that niche is and how profitable it is um you also want to look to see if there's co um, competitors out there so when you go on the likes of amazon you look for watercolor art and make sure that like for example in the book section of amazon that there are at least 10 people um or competitors come people competing in that niche another one another example could be programming so and so using a broad term like programming there's different programming languages like C sharp, uh, Java, um, C plus plus, um, Angular JS, you know, all of those things. Um, so your goal is to, um, niche down. So, say for example, you want to teach Java programming for beginners. You want to look in all the different sites to see if there's competition, if there's a forum, what they're discussing, what questions they're asking, and if you can answer them effectively and that way you can um, create a product or service out of that and then finally we have another one like uh, ukulele training or ukulele learn to play the ukulele um is another good niche and again you do your research to see what the competition is like now i go into a lot more detail as to how you come up with the figures in the actual um start a blog challenge so next up, once you've, uh, once you have, um, found your purpose, found your passion, found your profitable niche, you're going to go off and get your, your domain name. Um, in terms of domain names, you try to make sure your domain names that you pick, the, the TLDs or top level domains that you pick at .com, .net and .org. Stay away from all of the others. The, the, sites that get the highest rankings in the search engines are .net, .org and .com. In terms of vendors, you would um, uh, go to, well, my top two that I would normally use would be godaddy.com or namecheap.com in terms of vendors. Um, and really, you know, I did obviously did, I did a podcast before on choosing your you know, next best domain name. So you can go and listen to that podcast. Failing that, you can actually then 
again, I go through this in the course in a much lengthier way so that you can take advantage of that. So once you've got your domain name then on day five, the next thing you need to do then is to find your WordPress host. Um, there are uh, nine key things that you need to look out for when you're finding your WordPress host. And as you know, I cover this already in a podcast, but this is a reminder. You're looking for someone that gives you a free SSL suit, which is secure socket layer. Uh, SSD drive is comes as standard, good storage size between 20 and 30 gigs. cPanel um, is the preferred software of choice for your WordPress host. Um, WordPress expertise, uh, email, uh, email unlimited business emails available. Um, great support on different um, channels, so phone, chat, email, Skype, all these different things are available in terms of support, um, free migration, and then um, unlimited bandwidth or a good amount of bandwidth that would not um, hold you back from uh, getting a lot of visitors to your website. Again, I covered this in a previous podcast. I don't want to spend too much time on the WordPress hosting bit. Um, Again, I also cover it in detail in the actual uh, 10-day challenge course. So WordPress theme, um, in terms of choosing a theme for your WordPress site or for your blog, um, it can be a bit tricky because there are different kinds of themes available. With WordPress, there are over 10,000 free themes. Some themes are uh, free, majority of them are free, but some of them are paid. And some of them are also subscription-based, so you pay for them every month. The pay some of the paid, most of the pay ones you pay once and that's it. You don't have to pay again. But um, the vast majority of them um, are free. And depending on the functionality you want with your particular WordPress theme, you can decide. Um, you can decide if you want a free one, a paid one, or a subscription. If you're just starting off and you're on a very tight budget, I'd suggest you go with one of the free ones. There are some freemium teams available as well. Uh, freemium meaning uh, they have some elements of the paid version in it, but they're still free. I have included a link to um, a page, a website page that goes through 65 different freemium te- themes that you can look into. Um, and I also cover this in much further detail um in the um in the course in the 10 day challenge what is different between um paid and free themes well the free themes are not very flexible it's just what you get there aren't any sort of different formats you might get about three or four five colors different you can choose from Um, but they're not very flexible in terms of where you wouldn't move the elements on the page whereas the paid ones you get a lot more flexibility and then the subscription ones even more flexibility and add-ons like you get landing pages and uh, all sorts of other bells and whistles with it all right so the next step then would be to install your wordpress um, site 
So once you've um, bought your domain name, you need to um, go to the domain registrar, go to your custom DNS DNS settings, and uh, you point your domain name to your new web host provider, and they will give you step-by-step um, -step instructions on how to do that. Um, but I cover this again in my uh, starter blog course because it's very difficult to show you that in a podcast because it's, it's an audio format. Um, but just, you know, have a look at the course. I, I will cover that in the course for you. So once, you, once you've in, installed it, um, it, one of the key things when you choose a, word, when you choose a WordPress host is that they have this one-click install option one click install button that will allow you to install wordpress on your um on your web host with one click like i said again it's really difficult for me to show you how to do that on a podcast but it's a very important step once you've installed the wordpress um, site um, you then need to have six different plugins as standard on your site uh, one security plugin, a backup, analytics, an SEO, SSL, and contact form. Um, I'm not too sure. I don't think I cover this in any of my other blog posts, but um, security, you can use Woodfence Security for backup. Uh, you can use um, backup, uh, updraft. It's called UPGDRAFT, updraft backup facilities. Analytics, you just um, download the Google Analytics plugin. For SEO, you have your Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T. I think I covered this in one of my other uh, podcasts. I just remember what I did. Um, and then SSL, you just use the Real SSL um, plugin. Real, just R-E-A-L, Real SSL plugin. And then Contact Form. I would normally use Contact Form 7. Oh, there are other plugins out there, but that's the one I've been using. Uh, you don't have to use the same one, but that's just uh, to help you get started. Again, I cover this in a lot of details in videos uh, in the video course. Next up on day nine, so we're almost there, you have nine, five important pages that you need to make sure you have if you want um, the search engines to take your site as a serious um, business site. The five most important pages you need to have on your um, site is your About Us page, Contact Us, your Privacy Policy, your Terms of Use, as well as your Home page. Um, so I show you in the video course what it is, what the plugins that you can use to make sure you're legally compliant with regards to your blog. So take a look at that course, um, because again, it's really hard for me to explain it on a, on, on a podcast. Um, and then finally on day 10, you would be, your, your blog would be all set up. All you need to do now is to fill it with content in terms of your blog posts themselves. themselves. So what you need to do to start writing your first blog post is to make sure you have uh, all the, um, at least 700 to 1,000 uh, words written. Um, break down the whole um, post into several paragraphs and subheadings. In, be sure to include some images and uh, one or two videos. Um, 
focus on the topic. So whatever the topic is that you want to cover, make sure you, um, or keyword even, make sure you, you continue to, to have that f- flow throughout the blog post. You set out your objective in the start of the blog post and then you conclude. Um, and with each um, subheading, the paragraphs need to be two or three lines. So you might have a paragraph that is probably 100 or 200 words or even 150 words. That paragraph needs to be broken into line, like two to three lines each. So people, some people read it. It isn't a chunk, a chunk of writing. It's broken down so they can just scan through because most people just scan through. Um, they're reading from the mobile devices and they just scan through the, to find you know what it is they're looking for. They, they tend not to sit down and read the entire thing from start to finish. I have also included a video um, in the blog post, but just to give you a feel as to how you write that particular, um, your very first blog post, just imagine that you're talking to your very best friend. You sit down with a cup of tea um, or your favorite drink and the two of you are chatting and that is how you write your very first blog post and every other blog post after that. It's a conversation you're having with that person who is um, your audience and that ladies is day 10 I can't encourage you enough because I know it's so very difficult on a podcast to um, practically go through the step by step of how to start start your blog but um, just remember I have a a video course a 10 day challenge 10 day start a blog challenge that you can take advantage of. Um, there's all sorts of lovely video instructions of how you can accomplish this in 10 days or less. Um, and I'd just love to hear about your successes. Okay, there are 20 plus videos. Um, there's lots of downloads, etc. included in a standard. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. So you can be the first to know when the podcast go live every Monday and um, if you need uh, one-on-one coaching to help you get your blogs um, sort of don't forget to uh, sorry remember to contact me directly and I'll be able to assist you with that all right so that's it for um, this podcast I hope you found it useful in terms of how you can break down the whole idea of doing starting your own blog And it's not only about starting, but continuing for the next sort of three to five years, unless you have a specific exit strategy to get it up and running and authoritative within two to three years and then sell it on. It's a long-term journey. It's not a hundred meter dash. It's a marathon. Um, And with the right mindset, you can be successful yourself. All right. Thanks ever so much for joining today. Enjoy the rest of your day.